Hello and welcome to the Behind the Wheel podcast, the culmination and brainchild of my own love for cars, but also my determination to ensure that nobody ever goes through what I've been through. That is hating their nine to five and living only for the weekends. I am so delighted to have someone here. Um, almost seven million views and over sixty thousand subscribers on YouTube, twenty-five thousand followers on Instagram. Sid North is one of the most widely followed automotive content creators in the world. Perhaps most famous for taking some of the fastest cars around the world and driving them, of course, within the speed limit. Um, Sid has successfully built an online community in the thousands through his informative and fun-to-watch content and videos where you can really tell that he's being authentic and true to himself, which in my head is the essence of true success. You know, we live in a world now where everyone's worried about what other people are doing and really who they sh should be looking out for is themselves. So I don't focus on the numbers too much. I'd rather focus on other qualities. Um, and then, you know, hopefully the numbers follow. Sid, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you very much. That's... Uh... That's quite an intro, that. Quite an intro. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's so good to have you, man. Um, Sid, I want to I want to kick things off. Um, when you when you reflect on your success to date, you know um, the the kind of the 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 level of reception and the depth and the reach that you've managed to kind of gather over the last you know number of years. If you'd kind of attribute that to two or three things that you have that you think are so instrumental to your success so far what would those be i don't know it's i'd say it's a combination of just thing is it's youtube and with youtube people watch it for entertainment you're not going to sit there and you know they're not going to watch facts if they're going to watch facts they'll watch the news yeah. So with YouTube, you almost want to bring a different side, something that isn't realistic, but at the same time is relatable. Yeah. Um, so car reviews are realistic because people are looking at certain cars that they might be interested in or just want to buy or whatever. But then doing 100 mile an hour power size isn't normal either so that also adds the entertainment yeah. value so it's a combination of a number of things um but yeah it's it's just more of entered i'd say most important thing is just entertainment value just make sure the people at home are watching something that they're going to enjoy and you know that they're going to enjoy it. yeah once yeah. you've grasped that i think the rest is just you know history really yeah How, where does it where, where does it all start for you Sid what from the beginning yeah like just talk us through like how it all began man because I guess I mean you know, it's so easy to kind of you know in the in the in the grind of things you know be so busy but I want people to understand that 
you know, um, where you started might actually also be where many people are right now in their journey and trying to get onto these platforms. Um, just talk us through how it all began and why for you, um, YouTube has been uh, so successful for you. Uh, but just, 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 just talk us kind of through how it all began, man. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've always had a like and love for cars and do reviews of cars, been reading magazines for many, many years, Evo, Auto Express, that sort of stuff. Um, and it was, I knew from about 14 or 13 that I was going to be doing something like this, but I didn't quite work out how. So, and at the time, that was just before car YouTube was a thing. You know, only the main big magazines were doing it at the time. Um, and then when I was about 19, um, I decided to start a channel. It's called Sideways Sid, and I mean the names in the, the proofs in the name in the terms of the, that sort of stuff. Um, started doing my own cars, so one of them was a Fiesta ST, and it was just me talking to camera, explaining what I thought and think of a car. And one thing came to another. Done a couple of other videos, and before you know it, owners have reached out and gone. I like the way you drive, I like what you do. Have a go in my car. I think the next car that I borrowed. So these were oh. so 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 these were actual people that said, take my car and do a review on it. Like that's that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. It's pretty much it. It's literally people just in case going, Yeah, I like what you do. Do you want to drive this car? And I think that car at the time was a Lamborghini Murcielago. So first generation Murcielago manual V12. And yeah, I, I, you know, probably wasn't the most mature at the time. So I did only what I thought you meant to do was slide a Murcielago <laughs> around. <laughs> um, which is easier said than done. And it sort of just built that reputation from there. And I've always treated it as a hobby. It was always a bit of a, a bit of a laugh. Um, my background sales, so you know I come from the automotive sales industry from that side. So I always had that as my main job and YouTube alongside it. Um, so it's always been treated as a bit of a hobby, but now it's become a little bit more more than that. So um, yeah, it's it's just sort of been signing up from there and. In, in in terms of, um, I know many people, including myself, have gone through this and are still going through it, um, you know, getting content out, right? And the kind of the, 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 the mixture of emotions that you go through um, when it comes to putting content together and then putting it out, were you ever scared about, you know, what people might think about your content? And, and, and if you did, how did you kind of go about um, uh, hitting that head on? Um, I weirdly, and this is this isn't me being cocky or anything. I never actually felt scared or worried what other people thought. Um, I, I think 
if that does become an issue, I mean, some people do have issues with it and there are ways of overcoming it, but really you've got to be um, emotionless in that sense. Um, has that has not know, always been, has that always been the case for you? Like just, just not been kind of like, have you always kind of just been so brave to kind of just, you know, not, not be so, you know, absorbed in what other people think is that, is, is, is that, is that you as a whole? Yeah, that's that's just me as a whole. Why? Why? What does it matter to me? What other people think, and how's, and why should it affect me? Whatever your thoughts is, is whatever your thoughts is. Yeah, that's it. That's the way I look at it. So I don't really have a a problem in that sense. And I do get people ask me like, how do I deal with comments and threads and yeah that sort yeah. of stuff and i say to them well, look that's part of the game um if you can't handle that then you're never going to handle it or you need to try and learn quickly to overcome it um so i've just not really cared i'll be honest with you never never have done never will do it's just for me it's more like i'll check comments and i'll read comments and that sort of stuff and have a little a look but yeah it, yeah it doesn't affect me one slight bit what person says yeah yeah and when you're first starting out Sid I mean like just talk us through like kind of um just give people ideas how many sort of how many videos were you sort of putting out when you were first starting out um how much time were you spending on these videos what kind of what was your process if you had one at the time for determining you know what kind of videos you were going to create in those early days anyway yeah I mean some of the videos that were going out, there was no, uh, there was no set routine. Um, it was just as and when there was something cool. Um, I was quite, I was quite picky with what I filmed. Um, more so then than now. Actually, no, still the same really. So for me, it was always like, well, if the story's right, then the content follows. Um, so if there was a particular car that I thought, you know what, I want to drive that just to see what X, Y, Z is, then there's a story there um but it was only as and when i think it was never oh a video a week every week um there was no set routine there yeah there hasn't been um and i think i treated it more as a hobby i think that was that was the most important thing that's what i wanted it to be a, a hobby just enjoy it um and i love doing it so i love making the content i like i like doing the content so I like to think that my passion then, you know, comes out a little bit. Yeah, it, it it comes out like so amazingly well. And I want to I want to touch on um, that transition from hobby to it becoming something else in a second. But before that, um, it's it's quite clear that, you know, um, that what you've been able to do is um build something that is is genuinely out of passion and you've kind of counteracted i can only presume might have been some pressure to kind of go down the you know dare i say it traditional academic route of you know going to college going to university getting a degree getting a nine to five corporate job that sort of stuff did you ever kind of feel that pressure Um, 
Yeah and no. Um, obviously, you know, a nine-to-five job pays your bills and it pays it regularly. And it gives you, a, uh, you know, a good source of income. So, you know, a consistent source of income, shall I say. Um, but, and I don't think there's a bad thing in having a full-time job if, it, if that means it keeps your bills going and it means it can keep your other hobbies going. If you've got YouTube on the side, that's that's not really necessarily a problem. Um, but for me, it's, yeah, um, I, I always knew I wasn't going to stay in a corporate job. I mean, I've had, I've had a couple of corporate jobs and as good as it is and as well paid it is when it's just not you, it's not you. Um, you know, even the job, even the industry that I liked a lot, which was motor sales, uh, even though I've been involved in that for the last five and a bit years as a sales exec it was um it was just yeah good good people to work with you know fun job but it's not me and i think when you tell yourself the truth that look what you're doing you need to go off and do what you know um you know that's when that's when it's time to sort of go but you know save save some money you know prepare you got to prepare for the next three four months because really you're going to be solely concentrating on youtube so that's what i try and do i try and uh, you know i try and set myself up to you know plan ahead um i've done this i've tried to do full time a couple of times and failed uh mainly because i've not been on it and you know sometimes i'm just sort of all over the shop um so yeah, I think my advice is, you know, in terms of like corporate jobs, I don't think it's a bad thing. If you've got to get a job, you've got to get a job. And if yeah. you've got a degree, use it. Do you know what I mean? You've been to uni for three, four years. It's be an absolute waste if you don't utilize what you studied. Um, especially, and I think it's a nice insight into the corporate world. I think it's fascinating because even though it's not for me, I've got to learn a lot. So, and see a lot. And see you know see changes in behavior so and there's a lot to learn as well in terms of just discipline routine just being you know structuring yourself yeah, um, yeah. and I sort of embody that in myself especially now that I'm freelance so it's yeah quite hard. one of the one of the things that you said earlier and it, it's really got me thinking about the need to be yourself and you said earlier that it just it just wasn't you know the 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 YouTube thing was the byproduct of you, of you feeling like you weren't really being true to yourself and, and you want to be genuine. Um, how, how important has that, has that been to you? Cause I know from the content that I've seen that you've created, it's so crystal clear that you are being authentic and real and just, just not trying to fake it, which, which I think is just so, so cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is when you like something, you know, I, I like sort of talking in front of the camera. I know that's I know that sounds really narcissist, but it's it, it's it, no. But I, just, I like talking in front of the camera and just explaining about a car. Um, and whatever I may feel or think is what is actually true. So if I think it's crap, I'll say it's crap might mean that it might be the end of our working relationship with a manufacturer but 
I really couldn't care less. Yeah, um, yeah. I try and keep it as honest and as straightforward and as simple as I can, and not try to get down to the you know the nerdy stuff. We we do we did get a bit geeky, and you know we might go on about titanium rods and you know forge forge pistons and that sort of stuff. So we we might get geeky, but it's just translating that into how it makes you feel. And that's what I try and do. I can. I want to try and, if I'm in a car talking about it, I want to try and dumb it down to a level that everyone can understand. But more importantly, they can sort of almost feel like they're there experiencing what yeah, I'm telling them. Yeah. So that's what I try and do as much as I can by simplifying certain things and, yeah, just making it a little bit easier. Yeah. And, um, like, just, just talk us through, like, where you get your where you get your inspiration from. Oh. I think the signal's gone. Hey. Can you still hear me? Oh, hello? Yeah. yeah oh, there we go, you're back, you're back. All right, cool. Sorry, just um, just, just talk us through like, where you get your, your inspiration from. I'd say it would have been the would have been a combination of car magazines, car shows. Um, that that was for me what what got me into it. It was it was more car magazines and reading stories and watching them, you know, take expensive supercars or sports cars or hatches, you know, to remote places somewhere up in Scotland, and you know, you know minute oversteer pictures you know down a country b road which i'm sure is closed um you know just small things like that you look at and you just think oh that's really cool i really enjoyed that and then you know obviously the good old days of you know when tiff was on fifth gear watching him doing power sides and plato and the evo guys and chris harris and you know jason camisa there's 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 a combination of a lot of things that sort of I look at and go okay that was really cool I really want to do that sort of stuff you know you know and even the Ken Block stuff was, I know that's not that's completely outrageous but you know Ken Block and Travis Pastrana and Ryan Turt those drifters you know Randy Drivers Jim Carter guys I look at that and I just think wow yeah that's that's cool I want to do that yeah <laughs> just looks like fun one of the things that I I just really admire about you is that you know a lot of people out there would probably like watch these programs, watch uh, people on YouTube, watch these cars, and think, yeah, someday I'd love to do that, but they don't, right? And what you've done is you've actually said, you know what, I like that, I love watching it, it looks pretty cool. And I'm actually going to go and try and do it myself and make something out of it, um, which I think is just so, so cool. But um, I think what just just talk us through. I know you mentioned earlier about, you know, this 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 need to kind of overcome, you know, what people think. Um, does it ever phase you like at all? Like, do you ever get at all like because, you know, being being in this space obviously means that you're going to get people trolling writing bad things um do you ever get to a point where it's like it's just it, it it's just too much or are you just like so 
so focused on just keeping on delivering content? No, not a problem at all. It doesn't, it doesn't phase me. Um, yeah, you, you know, I can understand why other people might struggle, uh, might not like the comments. And don't get me wrong, it's not nice. Um, but you're on the internet. You're going to have trolls. And the way I look at it is you're never going to meet this person. You're never going to see this person. If you met that person, they would dare not say whatever they said online to you. So so true. Yeah. Why why even get bothered about it? You know, it's just, yeah, it's not worth getting upset over. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, that's what I personally think. So yeah. that's what I personally think. Um, no, it's never, you know, I've never had problems with it. it. It can stress you out in the sense of making content. We've made some higher quality videos. Um, but as and when, depending on, the car, etc. Sorry, I'm your. That's all right. <laughs> so I've been up all night editing. So um, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, yeah. I, I think every every individual YouTuber has got their own little problem that they've got. Oh, sorry. No, we're good. We're good. Sweet. Um, I think every individual YouTuber in the automotive scene might be solving a problem one way or another. So that could be trolls, that could be consistency, that could be creativity, thinking of new ideas. Um, it could be how to make it work as a business. You know, someone might look at it, you know, someone out there might be looking and going, I need to earn more money, how can I drive more revenue in? So, Everyone's got a problem, somewhat of another, and it's just trying to solve them and overcome them as quickly as possible. Because, um, like, like you mentioned, a lot of people say things, and and I'm and I'm one for it. And it's probably one of the only things I ever followed through in my life was actually watching those concepts and going, "Yeah, I can go and do that," and I know I'll be good at doing it. And I did it. So it is, you know, we, we do procrastinate a lot. And it's just, just, just go out, just give it a go. What you got to lose? And, you know, if it doesn't go well for you, like, you know, I treated it as more of a, more of a, um, the YouTube channel was more of just a platform. Whatever cool I was around, whatever cool yeah. cars around with or had, I thought I'll just share it and just, and just have a laugh of it. Um, it's only until now that we were like, okay, let's try and take this seriously and see see where it goes. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a combination of a few things. So, I, I, I think, you know, whatever problem you have, there's always a solution, um, whether that's emotionally or technically or physically, because um, there is a physical side to YouTube in the sense of, you know, you're out there filming a car, yeah. running around like a headless chicken. It does look fun. I know it does look fun, but at most after time you're thinking, oh, I need to get this on, I need to get that on, I need to get this on. So, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So, yeah, you know, that's the way I look at it. How would you um? How would you describe uh your 
um, your growth in yourself as a person throughout this process? And, you know, like, how would you kind of, like, the way that I think about these things is often it's a it's a journey, you know, we're, we're all we're all on this journey towards achieving something. And um, I guess, like, how would you describe where you are right now in your journey, but also your kind of development in yourself from the beginning to where you are now? I've matured very quickly. I'd say quicker than a lot of other people my age. I'd say the last year and a half is probably where I've really developed um, in the sense of just being more disciplined, more focused. I'd say maybe that's just age as well because I am 25 so maybe there's everybody says when you hit 25 there's like a you hit the serious point of yeah. adulthood yeah. you start you, you stop messing around and dicking about so um, yeah there's that I think just but it, it's also you you got to train yourself a little bit you've got to tell yourself you've got to do this do that you know you've got to know where your limits are you've got to know what to do beyond the limit what to do under pressure if you're stressed out so yeah there's a lot of things just you know eat well drink water that sort of thing i know, I know this sounds offering on but it's just those small little things it just it just makes a difference yeah yeah and um what what would you say has been the hardest the hardest thing for you in your in your journey so far? Um, I think the hardest thing in my journey is myself. Um, I can be a distraction at times, so it's it's trying to stay focused, staying a hundred percent. I think the hardest journey is just me. At the end of the day, um, so it's really up to me to sort of make it work yeah yeah i think there's um there's a lot of people out there and i i'll be quite controversial in saying this but i'll say it i think that um i think often people blame other people for their problems and they try and shift the blame away from themselves and in actuality (laughs) we are in way more control of our life than um, we might think we are. And I think, I think, I think that, you know, that, that point about the battle in your case was against yourself. When you realize that actually you're fighting yourself, it's actually quite empowering in my head, because if you can figure out how to fight yourself, then you you are winning. You're absolutely winning. You're yeah. not, you're not, you're not deflecting the blame, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. You know, yourself is your biggest competition, your biggest enemy, your biggest nightmare. I don't, you know, we live in a world now where everyone's worried about what other people are doing and really who they should be looking out for is themselves. Um, And you're right, a lot of people like to point fingers at others. And I think half the time that's just ego. It's just them not wanting to tell that they're in the wrong. which isn't right. That I think that can affect you in the long run. 
in a you know friendships relationships whatever but you know i think once you tell yourself that you're in the wrong and that you need to work on it is the only way you can start moving forward it's as simple as that you know and um i'm quite hard on myself in the sense of um i will i will set myself tasks just i'm talking just tasks right that video has got to be edited in two hours and then if it ain't done in two hours i'll just i'll have to do 100 press-ups something <laughs> just something small, small like that and to me that that sort of just that then tells yourself so for me it's more of i set timers everything i do in a day is on a timer i sort of just do it and try and do it as quick as possible because i I like going fast so for me if i can do everything quick it's just one of those ones like that's crazy so so you actually set timers for all the tasks that you do everything no way that's crazy yeah so i'll get up in the morning I'll get up in the morning and I'll set myself um, a 10-minute task. And that 10 minutes, it's right. Do the bed, go in the shower, get dressed. So all in 10 minutes, 10 minutes done. That's amazing. That's My God. Yeah. Where, where, how did that start? And, and what, what, what made you want to do that? I keep losing track of time. So, you know, what... I realised I was taking way longer than I should just with phone calls, eating, sleeping, or everything was just happening too slowly. And I'm just thinking, no, this can't be done like that. Something needs to change. Some people say, get up in the morning earlier. Yeah, you can do that. Or you can just wake up and just get on with it straight away. Mm. So I'm not really an early morning person. So, you know, for me, you know, it's not necessarily getting up early in the morning because some people might not be able to, some people like to, you know, some people perform better later in the day than they do early in the morning. So all it is for me is just managing time, managing time managing things and just setting timers and it's great you know because then you treat it as a game then i start treating it as a game and then before you know it all the tasks that you've set out already done because you're so obsessed with trying to beat that time so yeah my mind is blown right now sid my god that is so crazy wow yeah um and i i have to ask this right because i because because i'm i'm a freak of efficiency as well and trying to get as much done and i've got all sorts of gadgets and tools that help me do that in my own little you know with a wonderful way um but what i found is that in the in the run-up and in the rush to get as much as as many things done as possible do you find that it can be hard to kind of i guess at the same time, cherish <laughs> the the kind of the the, the moments that we do have, because um, I because I find that like I'll give you an example, right? So yes, I was on the train, and my my plan was to do a couple of things whilst I, whilst I was on the train. Lo and behold, there's no plug socket. My laptop's gone. My phone's dead, and I'm like disconnected, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, holy crap, man! Like in the last like four to six months, there's been 
this amazing level of progress. We've hit these milestones. I've got this, 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 this in my life. And I kind of realized that sometimes without taking that time, that kind of reflect and appreciate, it can f- feel like we're always on this kind of like this, 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 this hamster wheel, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I know what you mean. Sometimes you're so delved in with the work, you don't actually appreciate moments when you was in it. Um, but I think that's just the way it is. I think, you know, I, I, I do that a lot. I'll look back at videos we did in the past. And if you told me what I was doing then, I was just too busy focusing on a video. But then I still admire it and look back at it and say it's a great time. Yeah. You know, it was a great time because um, I like doing it. You will get times, odd hours, where you do, where you can acknowledge, you know, what you got up to and what you did. So there are moments, but it's just one of them ones. Yeah, yeah. And um, something that I, I speak to a lot of young people about is, um, and it's, it's a saying that I've heard a few times now, and it's um, it goes something like, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, like, and, and every single person that I've had on this podcast has talked about the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, how important has it been for you um to have the right people around you and and have you have you struggled with um the people around you not being as supportive of what you're trying to do than you would like them to be no i've had um i've I've got very good people around me um and people that genuinely care about what i do um you know so it is important to have people that are supportive um i've got good friends around me uh, family friends uh you know personal family members so it's good to have people on your side helping you out in that respect um and they're always on my case in the sense of where's the next video why not uploading a video what's going on what the hell what the yeah. f are you doing yeah. so there's there's a lot of um support in terms of that um and it's good you know it's good to have people that care in that sort of way um and yeah absolutely yeah you are you are you know you you are the person with the people who are around you it does make up for who you are so yeah that does play a big role in that respect so you need to just yeah you know the people who you associate yourself with um hopefully they're the right people for you in that in that sense Um, it's it is an important role you you know it's an important part um but i think that's one that someone can work out for themselves if that makes sense yeah 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 i think i mean i know that you know sometimes you know the, the 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 people around you you know, can can either push you in the in the you know in the in the wrong or the right way, and sometimes we don't even realize it. We just we we just end up kind of being swayed by these people, and it can be quite tough to say, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divorce you from my life, but I've got to spend less time with you because you're not you're not driving me towards a place that I want to be at, which is completely um, the right thing to do. Something that kind of strikes me, Sid, is 
how self-aware you are. Like, you know your limitations and you know where you need to improve. You know what you love doing. You know what you can and can't do. Has that always been the case with you? Um, no, no. I think I think it was more of, um, you, you know your limitations once you go beyond it. Um, but I think it was more, I think that's more of a development over the last couple of years. I sat there and realised, okay, you just sl- you slowly start realising it, and then you slowly start to improve and, and build up to where it is now. So, you know, in terms of self development, I think it's never it's never been the case. I wish it was. I wish it came sooner, yeah. um, but better better late than never, in my opinion. So, yeah, just knowing. I think just being aware of your situations and your goals and just reminding yourself why you're here, why you're doing it. Yeah. Is 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 quite important. You know, I'll have I'll have days where I don't know, I'm under the weather or got some slights not feeling great, and all I want to do is lie in bed. And you then gotta just tell yourself a little bit, no. You gotta get on with it. What what drives you, man? Because you know, I I know that you know when you put your first video out or your first blog piece or your first whatever, right? Chances are, you know, uh, you might not get the level of dare I say it likes that you might want, right? And you have to overcome that in your own way and and, and divorce yourself to a certain degree from the need for likes. I get that, but you know, it, it must take like what in those tough situations where, you know, you might not be going in the direction you want to be going in or things aren't going as quickly as you want them to go. What is it that kind of gets you out of bed still and keep on doing what you're doing? I think more important, I think really it's, I like to make content for people to enjoy the way I look at it is someone's having a bit of a bad day and I've somehow turned that bad day into a, a nicer day by them watching my videos. That's always nice. Yeah. Number one. And number two, I do it for myself. Um, I, it's more for me. Um, like I said, your own enemies yourself. Um, I'm a constant war with myself. So for me, it's more of my own personal goal. Um, something i like doing i enjoy it i love it um and you know i like pushing it to the next level all the time so you know what's amazing what you just said there you know nothing about what you just said there said that it was about the money for you or it was about personal fame it was and this is what has struck me in every i've had about 50 of these conversations and it's always about being of service to other people and when you can turn your mission into how can I help other people, that's when you know you're like on a on a on a winning path. And it's the same thing for you. Like if you look, if you kind of just break up what you just said, it was fundamentally about being true to yourself, but also how can I help someone have, have a better day than they were having yesterday or they're having a bad day today? How can I make their day tomorrow better? 
I just think it's just so, so cool, man. Um, and I think that's just really powerful. Um, in terms of kind of like where you are right now and your journey, and um, you mentioned earlier about this place of going from a hobby to becoming a bit more serious. Talk us through that and um, kind of how you've kind of uh, gone from um, it becoming a hobby doing a video every now and then whenever you want it to, to then taking it to a much more kind of structured form, not formalized, but yeah, structured in a more serious way. Um, I think it's more of, uh, I think how it's gone from what it is to where it is now. It's still, we're still on the brink of trying to see how it works because the algorithm's all over the shop. So you've got that to tackle with number one. And then number two is is what content works. So I always try and mix content up. You know, yeah, we, we're we fundamentally, I'm fundamentally known for reviewing cars and turning opinions on it. But if we can try a different level of content, like, for example, there's a video going out tomorrow on a ex-touring car driver's car collection. And that video just involves having a chin wax. So never done that before. Don't know how it's going to go. It might do well. It might not do well, but it's, there's no shame in trying and just mixing it up, mixing up the content, doing something a little bit different. Um, So there's, there's that task to tackle. And then I think once you find that formula, it's just a case of repetition and, you know, just, just keeping up to date with that. Um, but then it's you, but you got to know when to stop. You've got to know when to stop rinsing that specific style of content and then learning to move on to the next one. So there's always that element to look at. Then you've got, um, then you've got the other element of trying to make it function as a business. Um, really the first thing I would say is for anyone that wants to start YouTube is save some money, put some money behind you. Make sure that you've got at least four, five months of bills covered. So yeah. then you can just devote and focus on just the one task in hand. Yeah. That one then, you know, or maybe have a little part-time job on the side, just something to keep you going a little bit. So you've got that level, you've got that side of things. Um and that's it really. That's pretty much it in terms of and then work work your ass off. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. But you know, but once you, I think I'm starting to appreciate what I do a little bit more now than what I did before. So now, so where it went from being, don't get me wrong, sometimes a bit of a bore late to now being, I, I just enjoy it because not many people get to do this, and yeah, that's you got to be a little bit grateful with what you do. Yeah, yeah, I mean. One thing that I I often think about is, you know, when when would you stop? Like, when would we stop as content creators? Right? Is there a moment in time where you'd say, you know what, that's it, man. Like, I'm 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 done with this. Would would that point ever come to come for you? And what would make it? Or, and if so, what would it be that would make you stop making content? I don't think I would stop making content. There's no you know, at the end of the day, you know, some people might stop it because it's not earning them enough money. Some people might stop it because they can't be bothered. Um, it will always be around for me, um, whether that'll be on my channel, a different platform, whatever. I think 
you know, I'll always keep doing it as long as I live. Um, you know, so it's, um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's, it's great. So yeah. Why, why stop it? If, if there wasn't YouTube, Sid, what other platform would you be, uh, would you be looking to use? I mean, if there weren't, if there weren't YouTube, I would, I don't think I would have got into it obviously because, you know, there wasn't other, there wouldn't be other car channels. So I I don't think I would have got into it. I think YouTube plays a very, very big part in what I do. Um, And it's not just a channel for entertainment. It's also, um, you know, it's also a portfolio of your work. And, you know, a TV production company might come out and reach out to you and, you know, might want you for other work. So there's there's always that element of it. Um, so, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, if there weren't YouTube, then I wouldn't be doing it. So Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's often clear to me is when it comes to content, there's so many different types, right? There's, there's blogging, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's podcasting, there's, there's videos. Um, how, like in, in terms of for you, um, I presume video is obviously your favorite sort of method of, of putting content out. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Videos. Yeah. Videos is the easiest one to do. Yeah yeah did you ever like kind of go through a phase of like experiment with other types of kind of media or was it has, has it always been video for you no it's always just been video i've always kept it pretty simple in that in that sense um i do the odd writing but that's that's nothing nothing crazy it's nothing uh crazy to that level so yeah there's always that element but yeah yeah that's that's really it video really instagram yeah. youtube and tiktok yeah yeah and i mean in in terms of um just um just on that point about utilizing other social media channels one of the things that i often struggle with and i'm sure others do is you know when to use other forms of media like in the sense that you might be really really you know good at using one particular um one particular method what would be your advice around knowing whether to and when to branch out into other other forms of of um, to, of, of of social media channels? Just educate yourself. Um, keep an eye on what's going on. Keep an eye on social circles, seeing what flows, what works, what doesn't work. But it's more really, you know, it, it's just more of educating yourself and knowing what your content is and where it best suits um and and you know nothing happens overnight you know you're gonna have to learn yourself what works what doesn't work but once you get the hang of it it's fine it's just you know we're 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 in a we're in a different youtube algorithm at the minute now an algorithm that i know that a few automotive youtubers are struggling at the minute but like anything, you know, it's been changed uh, God knows how many times in the past three years. Um, we'll work out a way. There's always a way. There's always a way. 
Um, and you know, it might, it, it, it's, it's great that YouTube sometimes changes. I know it's a bit of a pain, but it's great. Sometimes YouTube changing the algorithms. It means that the content has to be changed and it needs to be new and different. So there's always that element of that. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of, um, in terms of, you know, creativity, um, it's endless really in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, how did, how did you find yourself getting bogged down into the details of the numbers and the stats and the analytics? And because there is obviously a plethora of data out there, right. Uh, about your channel, uh, about whatever you're producing. And I suppose, you know, what is that line for you between obviously keeping an eye on how well the content's doing, but also um, not letting that become <laughs> the bane of your life? Because <laughs> it can be quite easy to get so buried in it, right? Yes. Yeah, so in terms of... Um up the ball um i try not to look at them now i'm more concentrating at the moment in terms of consistency so for me consistency is probably where i lack so for me uploading regular is what matters so i'm trying to get videos out you know when i can as a as and when i can so i don't focus on the numbers too much i rather focus on other qualities um and then you know hopefully the numbers follow yeah that is such a good point man i think that i think that often we spend so much time worrying about the likes and the comments and everything else but actually the best place to start from what i'm hearing you say is actually focusing on just delivering content on a regular yeah, absolutely. basis right? yeah yeah as soon as you've uploaded that video a lot of people tend to just go include me included yeah great i'll do one in another two three days no where's the where's the flipping next one yeah. you know get get an next one you know you should have a backlog you know um and once you have that then you're and you're right yeah. and having a backlog of content's good because i don't know you might have a week when you're not well something catastrophic's happened you want that security a little bit yeah of, of doing content so yeah yeah and uh, i guess i guess last few bits and pieces for me um i often ask this to all my guests and uh it's um you know b- because a lot of people ask me all right i get your point do what you love you know focus on that but i don't know what i love how how would you um how would you describe to someone who is really unsure about what they want to do, what would be your advice to them for trying to figure out what they should try to maybe build their build their life around? Um, I would say, you know, everybody says you got to do it as soon as possible, ASAP, very quickly, chop, chop, chop. Don't do that because then you might rush yourself into something that you've been forced into liking. Um, just explore in yourself in the sense of find out what you're into work out what you like what you do what you do in your spare time how you know the hobbies you like um and that all together might give you your answer 
um they're not but it might take time doing that so just make sure that you know it's gonna it's gonna come and when it does come you'll know so that's the best that's such a good point i never thought about was figuring out what you do in your spare time i think i think that's such a good indication and such a good insight into trying to think about what you want to start doing because the world is your oyster right you know as you've proven you know through your own journey you can actually make youtube videos from scratch without much in the way of expensive things equipment a filming room whatever and you can get started like tomorrow right <laughs> you know it's quite easy to do isn't it i mean that, that, that's how you started right yeah yeah, yeah absolutely but it's yeah, but I think it takes longer to work yourself out. Just just working yourself out and what you do and how you behave. Yeah. yeah. Just learning about yourself. Because you do things and you don't realise what you do. And I mean, sort of just normal routines of your daily life. But the more you try to understand yourself, the better it is in terms of how you can develop it and how you improve and how you can take yourself to the next level. So, um yeah, it it take it's a it will take time, but you'll get there in the end. I'm pretty sure. You know, yeah. there there is a hobby for everyone. There is something someone likes out there, whatever yeah. it is. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing, Sid. Honestly, man, it's been it's been so so great to to, to sit down with you and uh, talk through your journey, your story, your advice, um, the challenges you've been through. And yeah, man, I I just love what you do. And uh, yeah, man, I just can't wait to see what, what you what you come up with um, as we uh, as we proceed and see your journey continue to unfold um, in this world of content creation and this amazing car space that we uh, that we all occupy. Thank you so much, man. No worries. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.